Hi and welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. Today's podcast is the audio version of this week's check-in that I did with the Confidence Club. If you don't know what the Confidence Club is, it is my online membership and an unbelievable community of women who are looking to improve their health, their fitness, their well-being while actually enjoying their life. So we do not believe that you need to give up the things that you love. We don't believe you need to give up your social life in order to achieve your goal. We're all about working towards your goals while living your best life. Each week we do a check-in within the community. So everybody completes their own check-in form, which is a reflection on the the previous week. And then I um, make a group video, which provides my advice for everyone moving forward. Included with the Confidence Club membership, you get access to workouts. We upload a new monthly program, which includes home workouts and workouts for at the gym. You get your own specific personalized nutrition targets based on your goal and your personal information. And then you also get example meal plans, loads of recipe books, and loads and loads of education. But the absolute best part of the Confidence Club is the community. So we have a community group chat where there will be women who are supporting you, encouraging you, and just really egging you on to reach your goals. And then I'm also available within the group chat for day-to-day support too. So I hope you enjoy this check-in. It's really useful. We've got some amazing wins to celebrate and we go through some struggles that I really think a lot of people will relate to. So I hope you enjoy it. See you soon. Hi everyone. It's my favorite day of the week. It is check-in day. I have loved reading everyone's check-ins this week. Thank you very much for sending them in. There's going to be, um, well, there is some really useful things. There's some amazing wins. There's some really helpful struggles that I feel like a lot of others, other people will be able to relate to, if not this week, then at some week in the future. Um, so thank you very much for sending them in. And I've got a few questions as well, which I really like getting questions. I don't know why, just love it. I love it. I love checking days. They just they just make me dead happy. It's like my longest and busiest day, but I love it, and I love that it's right at the start of the week, like when I'm all energized. And I've got to be honest, I'm not that overly energized today. Obviously, I was out celebrating my birthday on Saturday, which meant that I was hungover yesterday, which isn't normal for me. I don't do well with hungovers. I don't do well with hangovers. But yesterday I was like, fine. It, well, I wasn't fine, but I just got on with it. And even though this morning I felt like I had to peel my eyes open, I'm here and I'm loving the day and I'm loving the day because it's check-in day. It's just so good. Okay, so I'll stop going on about my excitement over your check-ins. First and foremost, we are going to do wins. Obviously, every week we celebrate the wins. If you are someone who's checking in, and you are not putting your wins and your achievements, um, please start putting your wins and your achievements. Even if you feel like you've had the shittest week ever, I guarantee there is something that you have done that you can be proud of and that you can think is positive. It's really important when I find that when a lot of people start on a health and fitness journey, they're doing it and a lot of my clients, particularly like online coaching clients who I work closely with, they, they're beating themselves up and it's always like a really, everything seems really neg- not ne- like everything seems to be done in a way to be harsh on yourself or like it can feel negative to not 
be able to eat as much food as you want to and to have to do these workouts that you don't really want to do, especially when you're starting out. I know some of you who've been with me for a couple of years don't feel that way. You love it all. But when you're starting out, it can be hard to see the positives. I understand it. But that's why we try and get in the habit of celebrating the wins every week because there's always something that you've done well, especially if you've, you know, even just gone outside, gone for a walk, just got out of bed and got to, to work on time. Um, at some fruit and veg that you don't normally eat, tried some new foods, made an effort with protein, even if you feel like it didn't go perfectly, there's always something good that came from the week, I believe anyway. Even on my shittest weeks, I try and, not just with health and fitness, but like with work or and if I just feel like I'm having a bad week, I try and think about the things that are going well um, just to help like, help motivate me and push me really into and help me realize it's really not that bad. The problems that I'm dealing with are really first world problems and uh, we, we, we can get over it. We can move forward. So anyway, wins. Lucy is celebrating um, that she has been calorie borrowing, which is enabling her to enjoy her weekends. So she likes socialize, so socializing at the weekend and she tends to eat a little bit more at the weekend. So she's been able to, enjoy your weekends and not feel guilty about it I love that at Lift and Glow you all know that we are very much about working towards your goals but not not with having to sacrifice everything that you love I've I fully believe that you know most of you are in your 20s and 30s um and even even older like some of my older clients have got better social lives than me and that's not hard my mom's got a better social life than me but you need to be able to spend time with your friends. You need, need to be able to spend time with your family and enjoy your weekends. If you work hard all week, then you need to be able to enjoy the weekends. And I don't want you to be feeling guilty, but it can be well-managed. It can be done very wrong, but it can also be very well-managed. And Lucy is learning that. She's been doing some calorie borrowing. Just remember, Luce, we only ever calorie borrow 200 calories from a day. We're not encouraging binging and restricting. I want you to make sure that if you are using calorie borrowing, it's still done in a very managed and controlled way. So 200 calories a day is more than enough to borrow. If you did that Monday to Friday, you've got a thousand extra calories to use at the weekend. Paige is celebrating going out of her comfort zone and going to a boxing class is right, Paige. I love that. Boxing is so fun. Really good stress reliever. It's intense. And Paige, that will class as one of your cardio workouts for the week, okay? So you've got your three strength workouts to do within the program. And then there's obviously two optional cardio ones. So your boxing will class as a cardio one. So well done, Paige. Love that for you. Charlotte, Charlotte her biggest achievement is a 90 kilo deadlift. Go ahead. Love that. Strong. Charlotte is strong. Um, and she's celebrating eating a well-balanced diet and taking herself for walks. Sean said that her biggest win was her new lowest weight since starting with me. So Sean began working with me now. Um, it was earlier this year. Maybe we're coming up to about six months, but she has been so unbelievably consistent. She has holidays. She enjoys them. She's she literally followed the advice to a T. She started off as an online one-to-one -one coaching client. And then now she's in the confidence club because she doesn't need that one-to-one -one support anymore. And she's still absolutely flying. So well done, Sean. Very proud of you. She said that she also practiced calorie borrowing last week as well. And it meant that she was able to enjoy her weekend um, with a bit more food. Love that. <coughs> Sorry. Robin um, 
is celebrating three workouts and two runs and she's had a really, really busy week. So she's done a really good job at making sure that she puts herself first. So she knows that doing her workouts and staying active is something that makes her feel really good. When we have busy, busy weeks, it's hard to cram those things in. They're A lot of the time, they're the things that we let go because we're like, oh, we don't have time for that. But Robin knows that keeping on top of those things makes her have you know a, a better overall day, better overall week. So she's got them in. Well done, Robin. Likewise, if Robin had had a really busy week, I missed out one of the workouts or two of the workouts, that still would have been fine. In general, Robin's very consistent and consistency is not about being perfect. You don't have to do it all every single week. It's about doing it most of the time. So Holly learned from the check-in last week. She said that based off the check-in, she decided that she was going to pre-plan all of her food and she felt so much better for it. So this would have meant that she didn't have to make as many decisions throughout the day each day. So I was saying in last in last week's podcast and last week's check-in that if you spend a bit of time on a Sunday planning your food for the rest of the week, you actually make it so much easier for yourself throughout the week. When you're busy and stuff's going on or you have a stressful day in work, you're more likely to make not so great decisions where if it's all decided for you, you're limiting the amount of decisions you need to make, which limits decision fatigue and makes it easier for you to stay focused and on track and eating healthy, nutritious food. So well done, Hull. I love that. I love that you listened to the check-in and you took it on board and you took action. That's exactly what these are for. So go you. Very proud. Um, Holly also went out on Saturday and it was a last minute night out. And in the past, she's been known to feel like she goes overboard on a hangover, just eating um, loads of shit. And she said that she didn't do that this week. She planned her food in the morning and actually stuck to it well in. She said she made a massive roast to get over the hangover cravings. So I love that. Obviously, roast, nice big meal, high calorie meal, but it's also got lots of goodness in. It's got protein in, it's got veggies in. Um, I love that. And I'm craving a roast, to be honest. It's getting to that time of year where I'm like, I said to my mum, saw my mum at the weekend, I'm like, any roasts going? Because I just... It's not the same when you cook a roast yourself. I don't know if you think this all because you did this week, but I think when you make yourself a roast, by the time you eat it, you're like, oh. whereas when someone else makes you a roast, it's just, it's just like so much nicer. I don't know if anyone agrees. Um, Chloe said she is happy that she got all of her workouts done, even though she's been feeling in a bit of a funk. She said she went off her food a little bit. She felt like she just wanted beige food with not much protein in, but she still managed to get 705 grams of protein, which works out at 100 grams a day across the seven days, which is unreal. Like, that's amazing. That's that's all you can do. Um, We do have those weeks where we're not feeling great and beige food is the one, like mash. Just give me mash when I'm not feeling well. Mash and gravy, nothing else. Um, So, yeah, well done for still getting that protein in, Clow. And I'm um, I'm going to talk a little bit later on because there's been a couple of you feeling under the weather. Um, It was mentioned in the struggle, so I'm going to talk about that later. Okay, so um, that's all the wins. Well done, everyone. Really pleased that you are taking the time to celebrate those achievements. Um, It's week four of this Upgrade October program that you have been doing. So make sure this week in your workouts, we're looking for some PBs. If you're able to, just try and beat those weights that you were lifting in the last few weeks. Remember on week one, you shouldn't be, um, on week four, you should be lifting the same weights that you were on week one. We're trying to progress that little bit more all the time. 
Okay, so moving on to struggles. So the first one is um, with regards to being out of routine. So this struggle was um, sticking to the plan when it's not in her usual routine. So this member says that she was a creature of habit and working out and running at different times of the day affects motivation because it's not her usual habit times. Um, she said that makes her sound like a weirdo, but it absolutely does not make her sound like a weirdo. I fully get this. And I've got a lot of clients who are the same. Um, I'm very much a creature of habit and I like to have like the same, I like to eat at the same times and train at the same times and do things at the same times. Like my calendar is very well like planned out. Like I do check-ins at the same times on a Monday. I do me online coaching stuff at the same times on a Tuesday. I train at the same times each week. So we do totally get it. And when your routine is a little bit like flipped on its head, it can be a bit like, ah, and you can feel like you're scrambling through the week. Having a solid routine is amazing. It's really, really good. It's something that makes adherence and compliance with the plan much easier. So being routine with your meals, eating the same foods, you know, a lot of the time. So like same breakfast every day, same two lunches that you alternate between, similar meals that you eat each week for your dinner. Um, and then same for your workouts, you know, just getting up seven o'clock every morning and doing your workout and just getting into that really good routine with moving your body at the same time each day. It's really good. Like it's amazing for um, like for adherence because your body kind of just knows what it needs to do because you've got into that routine. You're repetitive with it. It definitely makes everything seem easier and flow better. But you do have to be prepared for weeks that aren't as organized. There are going to be these weeks where things go tits up. If you're someone who works away, um, you know, every now and again, that used to be something that I did. I used to go away with work like once a month and it would be for like four or five days. And they, it used to feel quite stressful for me because you're not in your own bed. You're not in your normal gym. You haven't got the same access to the food that you normally eat. Like you're eating in hotels and it's just, it is hard. So I, you know it is a little challenge that you're faced with but we have to be prepared for these weeks like it's not always going to be plain sailing every week it's not going to be the perfect week that you want it to be that's just not life like life is not like that so it's okay to have these weeks where you do feel like you're scrambling through but what you need to try and make sure that we're doing is if you know you have one of these weeks coming up and it is a little bit out of the ordinary and you can't train at your usual, usual time or you can't train on your usual days or you're not in your normal gym or you're eating out of a hotel or restaurants or something, spend a bit of time to plan the week properly. I know I speak about this a lot, but spending that time to plan the week is going to make this seem so much easier. So if the times that you're training and the days that you're training are, cha are changing, than what you normally do. Write it out. Write out what times are you going to train? On what days are you going to train? Get it there. Make all those decisions at the start of the week. Look at your schedule. Look at your meetings. Look at your travel. Look at your childcare. Where where are your workouts going to fit? You make them happen. This is putting yourself first. This is making sure that you're doing the work, even when, yes, there is a little excuse there telling you you, you might not need to do it but you're going to do it. You're going to put yourself first and you're going to make sure that you do that work because that makes you feel good and that's going to help you It's going to help you progress towards your goal. So spend time writing out when you're going to train, where you're going to train, what you're going to do. 
even port workout one Monday, 6am, workout two Wednesday, 5pm, you know, what workout will you do when? Cardio Thursday. Um, and then what times are you going to eat? I even decide what you're going to eat. You know that I'm a fan of planning all your meals out in advance. And, you know, so if you're working away, you could plan where you're going to get your lunch from. You know, is there a nice salad bar a few doors down from the office? Um, plan where you get, what restaurants you'll be eating in. Is there a Nando's? Is there a Wagamama's? Is there a steak place? Plan it all out. If you spend that time to make as many decisions as possible before the chaotic week begins, it's so much easier. I've been, um, during my doing check-ins today, I've been checking in with a lot of the gym girls and um, they are within my my online coaching app. And I've set a lot of them this Sunday habit. So every day, they, every Sunday, they'll get a notification that they need to plan their week because a lot of them at the moment are having shifts in routine, whether it's to do with the children, whether it's to do with the partners getting a new job or whether it's to do with a lot of traveling with work. So this Sunday routine um, this reminder for them to get their week planned out is going to make things so much easier. And it's going to, once you get into the habit of doing it, honestly, it it is so useful. Don't underestimate it. So normally if your weeks look the same all the time, you might think, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to plan it out. But if you can foresee one of these chaotic weeks coming up, take that time on a Sunday and plan it out. Just get it in there. It takes you 10 minutes and it will make a lot of, it will make, the week seem so much easier make as many decisions as possible before the week begins that's what you're eating where you're eating when you're eating it where your workouts are going to be what workouts are going to be at what time even planning in your walks like my calendar has my walks in you know some of them are 10am some of them are 11am but my phone literally lights up and tells me what I need to be doing now um and that is because I am someone who's not really organized so I've had to force myself to be organized so try that. If you have these chaotic weeks coming up, try that. Um, another thing that you could do is prep meals. So if you know you're having a chaotic week coming up, the week previously, then can you make double or f- double what you make for tea and freeze it for the following week or get ready meals in? Them M&S ready meals, I know I rave off them. The high in protein, they used to be called fuller for longer. What are they called now? Balanced for you. Not that not the count on us. They're not great for protein, but the balanced for you. High in protein, really tasty, dead easy. Stick them in the microwave. If you're having a busy week, they are ideal. If you get in your kitchen done, you've only got a microwave, they are ideal. If you've got to shuttle your kids to all different hobbies and swimming and dance and all that, have them. They're so ideal. They they're just easy. Um, or meal preps. So if you feel like it's going to be a little bit chaotic, maybe you can get in touch with a meal prep company and get them to make you tea for a week. Okay, so um, the next two, we had two uh, people feeling a little bit under the weather. So one of them said her biggest struggle was eating good food. So she means like she hasn't been eating like a colourful diet. She's been prepping her food as normal, but being dreading eating it. And And it's just like she's just wanted plain food, basic food like toast. I know what you mean. This is how I feel when I'm not well. I just want really, really buttery toast. Not like crispy toast, like warm bread. Oh, so nice. And white is like, that's what I feel like when I'm not well. And then also mash, like I said before. It's weird, isn't it? But that's normal. It's common to have these um, 
these times where you're feeling under the weather, you're not feeling great, a little bit unwell. Just be a little, just just be kind to yourself and just know that's okay. If there's if you're not hitting your protein every single day, it isn't a big deal. If you're not eating, you know, your fruit and veg every single day, you know, nothing bad's gonna happen to you. But just know that that fruit and veg is actually gonna make you feel better because it's all the goodness within it. Even though we are wanting, you know, higher carb, comfort and beige beige foods our body actually needs so our brain thinks it needs the beige food but our body actually needs the goodness as well give it all the carbs take your calories up to maintenance if you're not feeling great give yourself more calories give yourself more carbs give yourself more treats but also make sure you're getting that fruit and veg in as well it is hard you said in your struggle um, you've been prepping as normal but dreading eating it that is how I feel when I prep any food I can't even prep a sandwich and eat it the following day I can't I just the only thing that I can really take have the following day is if like I've made a curry or a pasta like prepping food then eating it in another day out of Tupperware is just not my vibe um so what are like quick easy convenient things that are high in carbs that you can make like I would have in this situation I would have probably forced a turkey and cheese butty down me even though I just wanted toast with loads of butter I probably would have had like turkey and cheese butty just to get it in probably wouldn't have put um, salad on the butty because salad isn't something that I like but I would have had an apple I would have had some berries I would have forced some grapes down me so remember you don't need to be perfect it's not about being perfect give your body what it wants but also give it what it needs as well um, and then the next struggle was the um this lady's menstrual cycle really affected her this week she had no energy she was feeling sick she was feeling under the weather and she had high cravings again completely normal to um have higher cravings it's it's normal it's common to have increased hunger in the lead up to your periods um, because your metabolism slightly higher, your energy drops because your metabolism's higher. This means that we crave instant energy from carbs, from sugar. So this is common, nothing to worry about. Some periods um, are worse than others. So some months you might not even notice your period coming. Other months you might be like, oh my gosh, I am going to kill someone. I want to eat chocolate that much. Um, I have actually created a podcast. I uploaded it last week. I think it's episode seven called The Menstrual Cycle listen to this if this is you if you suffer with for no energy feeling a little bit sick a little bit under the weather and cravings if you struggle with your menstrual cycle please listen to that podcast there's loads of tips in there on how to manage the hunger how to manage the cravings what to do when you're feeling extra hungry what to do with your training around the menstrual cycle um it's helpful i took a lot of time to plan it out because i wanted it to be as useful as possible and um, so really would take the time to listen to that um, but it is common, it is normal. Um, and I think instead of me going into depth and detail about it now and this check-in being really long, um, make sure you go and listen to that podcast because it is really helpful. Um, so yeah, I've wrote it episode seven, so it must be episode seven. <laughs> so the next struggle is about missing meals. So this member said, if I miss lunch, due to having a late breakfast, I struggle to meet my protein goal. Yeah, you will. If you miss a meal, you will struggle to miss your protein goal. And this is another reason why I'm so big on planning because we want to make sure that we give ourselves as much opportunity as possible to get our protein in. Um, again, it's not about being perfect. It's absolutely fine if you are not exactly hitting your protein target every single day. 
But if you miss a meal, you're missing out on potentially 30, 40 grams of protein, which is going to make it harder to hit your protein. And then it also might mean that later on in the day, you are relying on things like protein bars, protein shakes, protein yogurts, protein puddings. They are fine to have, but we don't want to get all of our protein from those things. We want to get most of our protein from um, like natural protein sources like your meat, your fish. So if you miss a meal, yes, you have potentially missed out on 30, 40 grams of protein. So you will find it harder to meet your protein target. So this is why planning is so good. So have a go at planning a little bit better. What actually happened? Think about it. What happened on those days that you had your breakfast late? Why did you have your breakfast late? What was the reason for it? Um, think about it. Did you get out of bed late? If it was, then what can you do to make sure that you don't do that again? Um, so that could be not snoozing, snot, not snot, <laughs> not snoozing your alarm. I had like a little brain malfunction then, didn't I? Um, not snoozing your alarm could be one. It could be going to bed earlier. It could be making sure that your breakfast is prepped before you go to bed. It could be making sure that all your clothes are lined out in the morning, um, in the night before, so that you've got less, you've got you take less time to get ready, so then you won't be late. Um, so these are things you need to think about. What actually happened? Why did you miss your breakfast? Was it because it was a knock-on effect from elsewhere in the morning? What, did you sleep in? Did you not go to bed early enough? Did you not plan what you were going to have for your breakfast? What happened? That would be really good to know. Once you know what happened, then you can figure out what you need to do in order to fix it. So if you snoozed or if you slept in, do you need a Lumi alarm? It's getting darker in the mornings now. Maybe we, we all need to invest in a Lumi alarm. My members at the gym are sick and tired of me talking about a Lumi alarm because I do not take excuses very well. And sleeping in is one of the excuses that I don't take very well because Lumi alarms exist, especially the dark. A lot of people were like, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling to get the gym because it's dark. Get a Lumi alarm. It wakes you up with light. It's just like being in the summer. So it's fine. Like, is, is that something that you need to do? Do you need to get an alarm that wakes you up with light so that you don't snooze, that you feel more refreshed when you wake up? Honestly, they're amazing. Cannot recommend a Lumi alarm anymore. Um, do you need more convenient breakfast options so that you don't have it so late? So what was it that you had? Um, did you did you have to... Were you waiting until you were in the office, but then when you got to the office, you didn't... Um, you got stuck in a meeting and that meant you had your breakfast at 11 o'clock. Well, maybe we need to make sure we're eating breakfast before we leave the house, before we get to the office. Because when you get to the office, you're more likely to get distracted. So I reckon this could this could be fixed. Um, not by anything other than just looking at your routine and improving your routine a little bit. Try and think about eating at those set times. So make it part of your morning routine. Don't start work until you've ate your breakfast. Um, don't, you know leave the house until, or, you know, it could be that you just need to make sure you've got a protein pudding and an apple and you eat it on the train or, or whatever. Um, so more convenient breakfast options so that you don't have it too late. Or this, if, if something, whatever happened, whatever, whatever went on and you, and that led you to miss your breakfast, that didn't mean that you didn't, that, that didn't mean that you didn't have to not have a lunch. Why can't I talk? That doesn't mean that you should have missed your lunch, basically. We need to make sure that we are getting in three meals a day. It's really good for your body. It's good for your digestion, for you to have like a nice uh, routine with eating. 
going back a little bit, um, I actually read recently that it's really important for women to eat first thing in the morning because and it's really helpful for us to balance our hormones in a different way to men. Um, men can do quite well with fasting, but apparently, according to this study, I can't, I don't know who it was. Um, for women, the if you don't eat so if you don't eat within a couple of hours of waking up apparently cortisol levels can spike which can mess with um hormone levels like progesterone and stuff like that so try and make sure that you are eating within the first couple of hours and then if you do eat a little bit later something did happen you know you just it couldn't be helped you had to leave the house you just didn't have anything in could you not have just had a smaller lunch you didn't need to have a big high carb lunch you could have just had a tuna salad or a chicken salad, or a soup, um, and an egg, you know, like something light and small, just know that, you know, you you would have got all of your protein in if you just had that extra meal, you know, I don't feel particularly full off a small salad, there's been plenty of times where I've not got a massive appetite, and I've thought, no, well, my body needs to eat, um, I always think, try and treat yourself like you would treat your dog, or like you would treat your child, or a plant, you know, you they have they you know they need a certain amount of meals each day and you know they need to have a certain amount of food each day certain amount of sleep certain amount of exercise obviously if you're a plant you don't need exercise but they we know what they need and we give them it regardless so we will try and make sure that our children eat three meals we will try and make sure that our children get the right amount of sleep we'll try and make sure that our dog gets a walk every day and that they have their meals the right amount at the same times each day and it's nutritious for them as well. Treat yourself like your dog. Treat yourself like your child. Okay, you might not feel like eating your lunch, but your body needs goodness. Your body wants protein. And just try and get something in you. Having a lighter lunch, you know, would have been fine. I'm pretty sure you would have been able to eat it once you got going. Um, so yeah, that's my advice really about missing meals. I understand what you're saying. This is something that I always used to do, something that I can slip into on a really busy day. And I'm like, oh, wait, I've not ate lunch. And, you know, I do get it. It will affect your protein intake. But try and think about what happens on the days that you're missing your breakfast, uh, that you're having your breakfast late. Why are you having it late? What can you do to fix that? Is it your evening routine? Is it you getting up in the morning? Did you snooze your alarm? Do you not have the right things in for you to have a nice healthy breakfast before you get distracted with other things? Think about these things. Okay, this is a really good one and I wanted to talk about this. I do have a lot of other struggles, but I'm just mindful of um, the these check-ins being too long. I want to hold your attention. And this one is about mindset around weighing yourself. So one of the members has said that in mindset with weighing herself, she's thinking that if she doesn't weigh herself, excuse me, she's thinking that if she doesn't weigh herself, she's not going to make progress. She said that she hasn't been bothered about the scales for a long time, but she's slipping back into the mentality of like, well, if I'm not weighing myself, then I won't be making progress. And this I understand because for 20 odd years that, you know, we've been alive or that we've been aware of ourselves and our weight, we think that weighing ourselves is the most important thing. And we think that the scales are the most important thing to us uh, and more, most important thing about us. And when you start weighing yourself, you think, well, how do I know if I'm making progress? How do I know if, if you know, I'm doing anything? But it's not about weight. Like you can make progress in so many other ways than it being about weight. Progress can be eating 
all of your fruit and veg, eating your five fruits and veg every day. Progress can be squatting heavier than you did the previous week. Progress can be hitting your steps, hitting 10K steps instead of 7K steps. It can be how you feel. It can be your confidence. It can be your mental health. It can be your energy levels. It can be how you feel in your clothes, how you look on photos. The scales are not the be all and end all and they are, they are not the only way to see your progress. I've spoke about it in, in the past before, but I went a couple of years without weighing myself because it, it does just get like, especially when you are just happy with the way things are going. You're not necessarily necessarily trying to lose actively lose weight now. You are just living a healthy life. You want to take care of yourself. You want to train. You want to stay active. You want to eat well. You want to fuel your body. Weighing yourself is not really important for you to do those things, is it? Weighing yourself is important when you're trying to lose weight and you want to see the scales go down. But if you're not really bothered, then why the fuck does it matter? Doesn't really, does it? I don't weigh my, myself all the time. And I know that I'm still be, be, becoming a better version than my past self. I'm still striving to work hard in the gym. I'm still trying to lift heavier. I'm still trying to do better at fueling my body in the best way I can. I'm still trying to make sure that I'm looking after my mental well-being with meditation, with journaling, um, focusing on sleep, focusing on managing stress. There's so many other reasons to be doing what you're all doing than just about what you weigh. It is not just about what you weigh. That is not lifting glows way of doing things that is not why the only reason we train it isn't all about calories it isn't all about pounds and kilos to be honest the least important thing about you is what you weigh I really do not care if you are feeling more energized you are feeling healthier you are feeling happier and you are feeling more confident in yourself I am fucking made up with you it's not just about the scales I know that I, in the past, when I was wanting to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, weighing myself was just, it, like, it was frustrating. I never actually, I've told the story hundreds of times when I actually got down to my lowest weight and I was so underwhelmed because I was like, I actually don't feel any better. I feel like shit, my body hurts. I'm so tired. I'm beating my body down and I'm fucking starving and I feel guilty for eating the food that I love. Being a certain weight isn't everything. The scales are not the best indicator of your physical or your mental health. There can be someone who weighs 55 kilos who is so unhealthy inside the head, inside the body, because they might not eat many calories or they might eat, you know, a certain amount of calories that keeps them that weight, but they might eat shit. They might live off Mackey's. They might live off milkshakes. They might overexercise. They might beat themselves up. They might have a poor relationship with the body. They might have poor mental health. That doesn't mean that just because they are 55 kilos, that they are healthier than someone who was 75 kilos or 80 kilos it's it's what you know it's what you are it's health for you um and what is making you feel happy well-being is not about the scales it's not just about how you look it's also about how you feel it's about your quality of life it's about your relationship with food it's about your relationship with other people um and it's not just because you weigh a certain amount doesn't mean that you are healthy it's not an indicator of health it's not even an indicator of how you look again i've told the story a lot of times before I've been the weight that I am now and my body looked totally different. Whereas now I'm that same weight as I was, I want to say 10 years ago, but now we're talking 12 years ago, which just made me feel really old. I was 18, 12 years ago. When I was 18, I weighed the same as what I weigh now. But when I was 18, I was not, I did not have the same body that I've got now. I had a total different body composition. 
it doesn't matter. Like you could look at someone walking down the street or you could look at an Instagram influencer or whoever and think, wow, she is unbelievable. She's so lean. Um, you know, she's she might she might she might look small, but she might weigh a stone and a half heavier than you. Like you don't know what someone weighs by looking at them. If you've got a lot of muscle mass and low body fat, you're gonna weigh more than someone with low muscle mass and you know and a bit more body fat just because they weigh less doesn't mean they're healthier doesn't mean that they feel better doesn't mean that they fit in clothes better it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) is basically my point the scales are the least the your weight is the least important thing about you if you feel happy with what you're doing if you're able to enjoy your life if you're feeling good in your clothes if you're feeling confident um in your training if you are generally feeling full of energy and happy, what the fuck does it matter what you weigh? It really doesn't, does it? It's not just about the scales. Weighing yourself isn't the only reason you're going to get progress. And weighing yourself regularly isn't the way to get progress. The way to get progress is doing the work. Weighing yourself is a way to monitor your scale weight. It doesn't tell you your muscle mass. It doesn't tell you your body fat. It doesn't tell you your internal health. It just measures what you weigh in total. Okay, doing the work, like doing your workouts, trying to apply progressive overload, lifting heavier weights, drinking your water, eating your fruit and veg, doing your steps, focusing on your sleep, focusing on managing stress. These are the things that you need to do. Just do them. You know what you need to do. They're the reason you make progress. Those things, not the scales. You could not weigh yourself for a year and you could still make unbelievable progress. I know that because I did that myself. Um, so try not to worry about it, especially if you are someone who is, you know, at a stage where you're not, you know, it is difficult to go from fat loss to maintenance because you're like, well, how do I know if I'm progressing? How do I know that, you know, what I'm doing is working. You know that what you're doing is working because you're doing the work. There's no way it will not work. If you are doing those things and looking after your health, your that is that is your progress. You're being better than who you were last year. That's it, okay? Um, It's what you do every day. If you know you're doing good for your body, then you're doing good for your body. The scales do not determine your success. Fucking let them go. End of. <laughs> um. Likewise, if you are someone who is on a fat loss journey and you are um, not feeling great about weighing yourself, there are different ways you can manage it. You can weigh yourself every day to desensitize yourself to the fact that they will fluctuate all of the time. You can recognize that your weight does not determine like your health. It doesn't determine, it doesn't show you, your body composition doesn't show you any muscle that you've built. Um, a lot of the time when you're doing strength training, it, it's the, the scales can be annoying. Um, but just make sure that you're focusing on the things that you can control. The scales are fickle as fuck. They will not go down all the time. Um, don't get upset and try not to let it affect your mindset. Just do the work. If you are monitoring your nutrition, staying within your calories, eating a high-protein diet, eating food that is nutritious and colourful, um, doing your walks and doing your workouts, you're doing the work. Um, measurements and photos are brilliant ways that also man- monitoring fat loss and they are better at monitoring fat loss than the scales in my opinion okay questions so um this is a really good question i actually got this question off a gym member and i thought it would be useful to mention on this because i have had this a lot of times um from you girls so i thought i would mention it here 
So this member said, most nights after her tea, she feels really full. Bear in mind, this member always has loads of calories left as well at the end of the day. She said she may be 10, 10 or 20 grams of protein away from her target. The question is, do I force myself to hit the protein or is it okay to be 10 10 What is wrong with me? Is it okay to be 10 or 20 grams from my target? Okay, like I've mentioned before with protein, it's not exact. You do not need to be absolutely perfect with it. If your target is 120 grams and you're getting 100 grams, that's good, okay? It, you don't have to be perfect with it. That If you're within 10, 20 grams of your target, you are you are fine. However, if you are massively under your calories, I would try and say to get that protein in because you've got the calories there to use it. So for example, if your calories are 1,700 calories and you've got 500 calories left, I would prefer it if you got to like 1,500 calories and didn't didn't make sure, like made sure that you weren't just eating protein. Because if you've hit your, if you're almost at your protein, but you've got 500 calories left, that tells me that you've sacrificed carbs and fats, okay? And that's not what we want to do. If you've got 500 calories left and 10, 20 grams of protein, I want you to eat a little bit more, but feel free to eat more carbs and fats um, as well as a little bit of protein. If you have, um, say if you are within a couple of hundred calories of your target and you are feeling satisfied and full and you are 10, 20 grams off your protein, you can leave it there, okay? Um, so you don't need to force feed, force feed yourself. You know, if, you, if you're close enough to your calories, you've got a bit of protein left, but you're feeling full, don't force feed yourself, that's fine. But I don't want you to undereat, okay? So there's a difference. If you've got 500 calories left, eat some extra calories. If you've got 200 calories left, I'm not bothered. You can miss that protein target a little bit. The net other question or the way that this is put is if you haven't got calories left, so say if you your calorie target is 1700 calories, which a lot of you a lot of people is are at, um, and you've at 1700 calories and you've got 20 grams of protein left to eat, if your goal is weight loss, don't hit the protein okay when your goal is weight loss your priority is calories to stay within that target if you are at maintenance or if you're trying to build muscle i'd say go a bit over if you want because you can anyway um but if you're in a deficit and you've ran out of calories and you've got protein left the priority is to stay within your calories, okay? We want to make sure that we are getting as close to the protein as possible, but you do not have to be absolutely perfect with it, okay? The problem is if you are eating in a calorie deficit and you've got 100 grams of protein left to get or 70 grams of protein left, I would say you need to do a little bit better at planning and make sure that you're prioritizing protein a little bit more. Okay, so this next question, I'm going to have, I might have to um, take a second because the the it confuses me the way it's written so if i'm trying to lift heavier and challenge myself how many reps should i be aiming for so if i want to lift heavy 10 to 15 reps in a tricep is impractical so wondered what you would advise yeah okay so if you are wanting to lift heavy you need to be following the gym program the gym program it's never we there's not very many triceps in the gym program and all of the reps are between eight and 12. There might be some sixes in there on your, on your main compound lifts. 
So first up, if you are trying to lift heavy, do not follow the home program. That program has been written for people with weights at home, okay? So if you've got a barbell, if you've got, you know, like heavy weights, um, you should be following the gym program, okay? So if what you need to do is you work within the rep range given, so don't deviate from the program. The home program's been written with higher reps because it's been written for people with lighter weights. So we want to make it challenging towards the end of the set and we need to do more reps to do that. The gym program has been written with lower reps and that's because you've got heavier weights. Um, you, you, you've got access to heavier weights. So stay within the rep range, okay? You should stay within the rep range. If I've said do eight to 12 reps or if I've said do 10, then your goal is to try and get heavier at 10. It's okay to fail a set. So say if I said we've got back squats for four sets of 10 and your first two sets felt quite good and you got 10 reps, but then you've upped the weight and on that third set, you really struggled and you got eight or nine, that's fine, okay? Because then your next target is to try and get 10 reps next week with that weight, okay? So what we need to make sure is we are lifting heavier, but so that it's also manageable if you put if you load a weight on the bar and that means you can only get three reps that's not the program that you're following try and get stronger within the rep range okay every single week you will not add weight i know i'm telling you that you want to be lifting heavier in week four than you are in week one but you that doesn't mean that you're going to see huge differences you're going to you're going to hit sticking points you're going to hit parts where you're stuck at that same weight for four or five weeks, especially if you've been training for a long time. So challenge yourself. Make sure, like I said, you're pulling mad faces by the time you get to the last couple of reps. Or you shouldn't feel like when you get to, say, say, the set, say it's four sets of 10 again on your squats and you do 10 squats and you think, I could do two more, I could do five more. That's not heavy enough. You want to be feeling like it's a struggle. You know what I mean? Um. And you want to make sure that you are, it feels challenging for you. You shouldn't feel like you want to do extra sets. You shouldn't feel like you want to do finishes. You shouldn't feel like you want to do like loads and loads more reps. One thing that I would recommend is if you are at a sticking point with your weight, add in pauses. Now I do program pauses quite a lot. Um, and we kind of rotate through tempo work and, and strength work. So I do program pauses, but say if you are at a sticking point, for example, if you are doing a barbell row and you're at a sticking point and you can't get past like, so 40K is doable, but 45, you can only get like four reps. Stick to the 40K and add in a pause. So row in, hold it, one, two, and then slowly down. Work on tempo. If you can control the weight, if you can move slower with that weight, you will get stronger and you will find that you're able to progress. So the answer to your question is do the reps that are given on the program. If you are following the home program, you will not be able to go really, really heavy because it's not it's not built for that. I haven't built it in that way. If you are following the gym program, you'll be able to go heavier. But just remember, you won't go up every single week. Sometimes it takes time to get past sticking points and that's normal. So work within the rep range is basically what I'm trying to say. If I say eight to 12, work within that rep range. If it does just say 10 reps, feel free to fail at eight, fail at nine. That's good. That just then gives you a little goal to get to that 10 over the next few weeks. 
that like I hope that was I hope that made sense um if it didn't feel free to send me a message um and I'll be more than happy to try and explain it in a better way feel like I've feel like I explained it okay um but I know that sometimes it can feel difficult not I know I used to struggle like well how do I know if this is heavy enough how do I know when to progress and it is a, it, you do you, you get to learn over time the more and more you do it you start to learn like when I get new online coaching clients and I'm monitoring their their weights um in the first few weeks it's like no you know I know you can do more than that or I know that the time to progress that they're always if your range is eight to 12 and you're you're hitting 12 all the time, I'm like, we need to push a little bit harder so that we are challenging ourselves, And we, you know, we should be getting to that eight and feeling like that's enough kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense. So that is everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and yeah, if you've got any questions about anything that I've spoke about, then let me know. See you soon. Have a good day.